broadcasting live from the RNR studios in Las Vegas, Nevada. It's the premier destination for an inside look into the Las Vegas Raiders. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor. Presented by Tequila Embajador. What up, what up, what up, Raider Nation? Welcome back to Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM on a Wednesday. We've got you covered here at Raider Nation Radio, live from the Finleaf Cadillac Performance Studio. Uh, and be ready to tune in for wall-to-wall draft coverage here at Raider Nation Radio beginning tomorrow, uh, all the way through from pick one to pick seven. There's going to be pregame shows, postgame shows. We've got you covered with everybody uh, from Q Myers, obviously, JT the Brick, uh, Eric Allen, Jason Fitz. Uh, it all starts tomorrow. Um, beginning at 3 p.m. when we have a, a, a pregame show, and then it, that leads right into the draft. Uh, and then the following, after the draft, we're having a postgame show after the draft, and then the same thing happens on Friday about an hour earlier because the draft starts at 4 o'clock Friday. Uh, but all the way through, including a pregame show on 8 a, at 8 a.m. here on Raider Nation Radio, setting up the 9 a.m. start for day three, and then a wrap-up show immediately after the conclusion of the draft. So we've got you covered here at Raider Nation Radio, 920 a.m. Also, just have to throw this out there. Look, it's your time to buy or sell a home, and Realty One Group wants to be the ones that helps you get your house bought or sold, and, th- and they want to be part of your story. Yes, the housing market's hectic. We all get that. We all understand. But it's still a great time to sell and even buy the home of your dreams. You'll need a hardworking real estate professional to get it done, and they want to be there for you. They know the market. They know the neighborhoods. They know the transactions. They know how to get this done. Realty One Group was founded in Las Vegas, and it's been their home for more than 11 years. They've been opening doors for their clients and opening doors for real estate professionals to live better lives for more than 11 years. They are also proud to give back to the community, donating their time and resources to make an impact. Whether you're buying or selling a home, call them today at the Realty One Group at 888-461-0101. We're going to go out to the Realty One Group caller line because Raider Mac has some thoughts on the NFL draft and the Raiders in particular. Raider Mac, how you doing, my friend? Good, good, uh, Vinny. I'm so excited about tomorrow. You know we don't have a first-round pick. I'm still... I just love the NFL um, and with with, with uh, all the stuff that's the hoopla. I, I I I'm not able to get down to Vegas for for that, but I will be at some games this year. So uh, it was either go to there or go to a game. So I'd rather go to a game and save my money for the game. I like your hey, thought process. Um, hey, hey, I mean, I just want to appreciate you guys. You guys are doing a great job and stuff. Hey, man, I nobody keep talking about linebackers. I like the kid from Nebraska. He, this kid, uh, he, he, I think he'll be a good fit. He should be there. JoJo Dalma from Nebraska. Okay. He can cover. And he go, if you go check out his stats, I watched him during the season. The kid's on tape. Tape don't lie. I, I don't like all his shorts and combine. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> you run fast. But what does the tape say when you play? I, I used to play myself and, and one coach always told me and what I love about Bill Parcells always used to say what the tape don't lie and I like the kid Jojo Dominic from Nebraska check him out uh, Vinny and we don't need to move and do anything let's just sit sit for a change we always doing I mean yeah it's good to get all these picks but sit for sometimes sometimes it's better to just sit and wait and let that come to you instead of trying to always be aggressive and do things. But, V, I, I really, I love your uh, show, and thank you. Check the kid out, Jojo Dobbins from Nebraska. 
Raider Mac, I appreciate the call and uh, you're spot on. Um, you know, linebacker is another position where you know you look at the depth chart. Denzel Perryman, um, you know, Divine Diablo uh, is, is there. So um, you know, Denzel, I think you could you can write him in in, in pen uh, as the starting at middle linebacker. Divine Diablo uh, playing uh, that outside linebacker position. But after that, I mean, you know, it's there's there's some real uncertainty. Um, you know, they they went out in the free agency market, made some moves to bring some players in, uh, and and so they they've been able to add to that position, but. Long range, I think it's a position that you know the, the Raiders are going to have to keep their eye on one way or another, and I'm not quite sure they're going to be able to do that in this draft. But again, when we talk about drafting the best player available, do not be shocked whatsoever, whether it's at pick number 86, uh, the pick in the, in the in the fourth round, or where we're currently at, at, at 164 and 165, if they went in the direction of a linebacker. Because they definitely need to beef up that position group. Uh, there's a lot of uncertainty right now uh, with it, so uh, we'll see. Uh, you know, they brought they brought in Micah Kaiser from the Rams um, as a, as a middle linebacker. Uh, he's somebody that you know has shown when he's healthy that he can play. But there's just there's a little bit. It leaves me a little bit uneasy thinking about that position group for the Raiders because there's not a lot of longevity outside of. And I I do like. Divine Diablo, uh, I think that he's going to be uh, a player to keep an eye on. It'll be interesting. We've talked about Malcolm Kuntz. Damon, where does he ultimately end up? Does he uh, put his hand in the ground and rush the passer as a defensive end, or does he play upright as an outside linebacker? We'll see uh, what the deal is for him. So linebacker is certainly a position uh, that the Raiders can and probably should address. I do have him taking a linebacker at some point in this draft, though, so just to keep that in mind. We are now... In the fifth round, the Raiders have the uh, picks number 164 and 165. Um, and with back-to-back uh, fifth-round picks, uh, they could package them to move up. I didn't necessarily do that, uh, not in my mock draft. They could also use one or the other to trade back down to pick up maybe another fifth-round pick or a pick in the sixth round because they don't have a sixth-round pick this year. So one way or another, I would keep an eye on what the Raiders do uh, with these picks at 164 and 165. I stayed, Pat. Uh, I like the Raiders' history in the fifth round, and there's a lot of kudos to the uh, you know scouts that have been working this thing since last year uh, and have uh, a good understanding, and DeMond brought it up. This is a draft that is extended because of COVID-19 and the pandemic. A lot of guys stayed for extra years. Remember, they got that year back. Uh, from 2020, they they could have stayed if they wanted to, and a lot of guys took advantage of that. So this is an extremely deep draft from a numbers standpoint. Uh, so there's good value here in this draft. And again, Hunter Renfro, Nate Hobbs, two very recent fifth round picks by the Raiders that turned out to be gold. Hunter Renfro is in line for a new contract. Nate Hobbs was just a sensation. Uh, as the slot cornerback last year, day one starter, did not look like a rookie at any point. I could go back to minicamp uh, and OTAs. You just kept your eyes on Nate Hobbs saying, who is this dude? And this guy is a ball player, and he was tremendous last year as a rookie. He's, I think, a star in the making. So there's history in the fifth round of the Raiders striking gold. I'm going to stay put, Damon Cotton, at 164 and 165. And I'm going to draft Marquise Hayes, the guard from Oklahoma, and a safety from Miami of Ohio by the name of Sterling Weatherford. 
Hayes is a projection pick, but we are talking about the fifth round. Uh, his physical traits kind of trump the technique and fundamentals, uh, but the body and power uh, are NFL caliber. And I think that gives him the necessary traits to eventually develop, maybe even into a starter or certainly a backup. Uh, and with the right coaching and more experience, I think his flaws, the fundamentals and technique are coachable. Uh, he'll be able to get that squared away, or there's a good chance that he can, and maybe you end up with a pretty di- guard, uh, good darn interior uh, offensive lineman. I think he profiles strictly as a guard, so I don't think there's a lot of flexibility there, uh, but the Raiders do need guard help, and maybe Marquise Hayes can be somebody down the road uh, that can make an impact. Uh, Sterling Weatherford right now, today, uh, will be a standout special teams-wise, so he's going to be worth the pick just from that perspective immediately. He's a tackling machine. Um, He needs to work a little bit on his pass coverage uh, ability. He might move to linebacker. So when we're talking about linebackers, maybe Sterling Weatherford is the guy that makes that transition. The Raiders have done that. Uh, Divine Diablo coming to mind. He was a safety at Virginia Tech. Now he's a linebacker. Maybe a guy like Sterling Weatherford makes that jump uh, from linebacker to special team or to, uh, to from safety to linebacker. But from day one, this guy could be a special teams ace for you because he just knows how to hunt and knows how to go tackle uh, on, 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 on punt coverage and kick coverage. Uh, so keep an eye on Sterling Weatherford. That's the direction I go. Marquise Hayes, Marquise Hayes, guard Oklahoma, Sterling Weatherford, safety Miami of Ohio. DeMond Cotton. Oh, I like that. All right, Vinny. I am on fire right now in my draft because – you pick someone in the fourth round that I am getting even better value for here in the fifth. Joshua Williams, that is my pick here at 164. So uh, Devon is playing the patience game, understanding that Joshua is a good player, but is playing the board, using his intel, and his contacts around the NFL to get an idea of where some other teams might be going and where Joshua Williams might land and is gambling. Whereas I I said, I want the player. I got to have the player in the fourth round. I'm not going to play that game because I've talked to enough general managers, Demond Cotton, where I love the pick. If he's there, yes, that would be a tremendous pick for the Raiders. But I've talked to enough general managers who played that game and ended up not getting the player that they wanted and regretting it for years and years to come because he just felt like he's going to be there, he's going to be there, he's going to... The Raiders kind of did that with Date Hobbs last year. Um, you know, they they there were a couple of turns in the draft where they would have drafted him, but they felt pretty comfortable. He's still going to be there. But then it got to that fifth round, and they're like, you know what? They even thought about, maybe he'll last to the sixth. Maybe. And they said, you know what? We're not going to risk it. We're going to take him. So... Demond Cotton picks a player that I picked in the fourth round in the fifth round. That's tremendous value. Who else did you pick up? All right. At 165, we talked to – I asked Seth Galena about him on Monday. I'm going with Jason Poe out of Mercer. This is an offensive guard, 6'2", 295, freakish athlete. When he's pulling, he is just as fast as the running back when this guard pulls. There have been some reports that some teams might even want him to slim down and maybe try his hand at fullback. Uh That's how athletic this guy is. And I think it is an upside pick, Mercer being a small school. But I think if the Raiders could get a guy like this at pick 165, this is someone that you you take the chance on 
And if this guy develops with his athletic tools already, this is a guy who could develop into one of the best guards in the league. Wow. Wow. I'm doing that. I am basing this solely off of athletic ability. <laughs> and pro football focus. Which, by the way, go get pro football focus. Uh, and But I like, I like the thinking. Uh, and I like – see, we're in that point in the draft where upside is so – intriguing and you're gonna find guys that maybe they didn't measure out quite right maybe there's some flaws in their game maybe they got hurt like your tight end in the fourth round there's a lot of players that are in this position in the draft for one reason or another but they still have and you watch them play this guy's got some ability this guy's got some intriguing um assets and traits that could transfer to the nfl in a big way and again Nate Hobbs, Hunter Renfro were fifth-round picks. Need I say any more? All right, to recap. Oh, no, Vinny. I've still got one more pick in the fifth round. Oh, that's right. Because you made I the made trade. the trade with the Tennessee Titans. All right. So at 169. At 169, ladies and gentlemen, because of a trade that you made in the third round. You yes. traded down from pick number 86 to number 90 and picked up a couple of extra picks for it. Have at it. Yeah, Dave Ziegler, if you want a, you want a couple of tips, hit me up. You know, the Titans, <laughs> try to deal from, get back from 86 to 90, you know, maybe look into it. Dave Ziegler saying. is known to listen to uh, radio shows, by the way. Is he really? Oh, yes. All right, yeah, if you're listening, big man. All right, there we go. I think he's a little bit busy right now. But yeah, yeah, you know. Can't assume, right. but he might have it as as like some background uh, noise. Some background noise. He's like, hey, that Demond guy said, maybe look into the Titans and trade it back to <laughs> There you go. Or he's laughing. Yeah, maybe. That too. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> one way or another. At pick 169, we're going with Micah McFadden, linebacker out of Indiana, because there's been so much talk. Um, Raider Mack even said it. Linebackers. People keep talking about linebacker. I think that in the fifth round, that's the time to take a chance. A special teams player, maybe they can give you some downs if someone maybe is injured. But I do think that the linebacker core that the Raiders have now, when it comes to starters, I do think that they are set. But a little bit of depth to someone to maybe play some special teams downs, this is what the Raiders are going to need from a rookie linebacker. Right, and we're going to take a look at that because I, I, we're missing some, uh, some, some, some names here. Um, hold uh, as you give me a little bit more of a scouting report on him as I call up the Raiders uh, linebackers right now because it's not as I mean I, I you say you know that they've got their starters uh, mapped out, but mm, we'll see. Uh, I don't know if they have three starters right now that you can say okay, those are the three starters. But uh, keep an eye on. Uh, you know, that that scouting report as we look up, and we're taking a call right now, too. So um, I like the pick. I like the position. Uh, we've been talking about uh, linebacker for a little bit uh, now. They Divine, Divo, Divine Diablo, Denzel Perryman obviously didn't work out with Nick Kwiatkowski. Obviously, it didn't work out with Corey Littleton. They paid a lot of money for very little production, and they find themselves right now um, – you know, needing needing to, to beef that position up. We have a caller? Yes, we do. We got Raider Ron on the line. Raider Ron on the rate on the Realty One group listener line. How you doing, Raider Ron? Hey good, Vinny. How are you and DeMond doing? We are doing great, thank you. Good. Um just for my draft, I got uh cornerback Marcus Jones out of Houston. Okay. Uh Keelan Dice tackle out of uh Arizona State. Demond um, had him. Yeah. Matt uh, Waltzko out of North Dakota. Okay. Tackle. Uh, defense, uh, Curtis Brooks out of Cincinnati. 
and a cornerback Joshua Williams out of uh, Fayetteville State. All right, I like it, man. I like it. I like I like that you uh, you you drafted for BPA, best player available, high ceilings. Uh, there's some needs uh, that you addressed. Uh, I like the pick. Uh, I appreciate the call and and have fun uh, this weekend watching the draft. It all starts tomorrow. We got you covered here at Raider Nation Radio uh, throughout. Just tune in. Just have the dial set at 9:20 a.m. and we got you covered from beginning to end, gavel to gavel. All right. So when we think about the Raiders linebackers, you got uh, Jayon Brown as well from the Titans, and I do think that I, yeah. he is going to be I, I don't remember the guy from Green Bay but I do think Kyler Fackrell Fackrell and Micah Kaiser Justin March Sutton Smith is also on the roster so let's just go through it actually uh, and keep in mind they're probably moving to a 3-4 so it's not just the three linebackers uh, it's the four linebackers but of course Chandler Jones is going to be one of those uh, outside guys um, uh, he's listed as a linebacker here. Uh, Denzel Perryman, Jayon Brown, Divine Diablo, Kyler uh, Fackrell, Micah Kaiser, Justin March, Sutton Smith. I do think somewhere, somehow, that uh, Malcolm Kuntz figures into that. Maybe he could be uh, one of those other outside linebackers. But that's what it looks like right now. And obviously, because of the nature of football, you're not playing your base scheme more than, what, 20% exactly. of the time. So, uh, I'll, I'll, you know, don't get caught up in the numbers necessarily, but if they if they line up in base defense, figure on them lining up with three defensive linemen and four linebackers. So when I'm looking at that linebacker room, again, Chandler Jones, Max Crosby, excuse me, uh, uh, Chandler Jones, where are we at here? Uh, Denzel Perryman, Jayon Brown, Divine Diablo, Kyler Fackrell, Micah Kaiser, Justin March, Sutton Smith. Yeah, there's there's need to... Draft a linebacker, get somebody, and especially if you're long range on that four, on that uh, three, four defense, somebody that you feel like can line up opposite a Chandler Jones as that outside linebacker uh, and really get after it. So that's a position uh, to certainly keep an eye on. You know, safety is another position, or let's actually go to defensive tackle. Uh, Jonathan Hankins, Vernon Butler, Andrew Billings, Kyler Pecco. Now they've, and Darius Phylon has. Made an official visit. I love that that one. He made an official visit to the Raiders. He played for the Raiders last year. So, you yeah, know. but I mean, the official visit. The is official visit. The official visit. I, I like mean, the official. Maybe he still lives in Vegas because he liked it so much. And then maybe he just ran into somebody from the team. But that's not a real visit. No. And you wonder, you know, if they did the whole, this is this, this is the locker room. He's like, I, I was here last year. Remember? Imagine your locker right Imagine here. Imagine your having His the, name's still on it. The, 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 the horn blows and the, uh, the the cheering. You can hear all that. That You know, they're used to, in, in, in the first era, the first years of free agency in the NFL, you definitely had the whining and dining and the private planes and all that going on. Uh, there was it. It became like almost like you were being recruited again in college, you know, in college, and so that became a big part of it. Now there's still, you know, you come into town, you have dinner, you meet with them, and and that type of thing. But it's not the emphasis that it was in the past, and certainly after COVID nineteen, I think everyone figured out: well, do we really need to be doing? Yeah, that? but also I don't know if NFL teams do it the way the NBA teams do. The but classic they used cliche, to. the high high end guys. No, they but used the to. cliche oh, of gosh. we're going to get your jersey, whatever number, right. and we're going to put it in the wrapper. We're going to put it for in. when you come into the visit. I that remember, could be your number one. I day. remember when when big time free agents would come visit the Lakers, like you know, uh, you know, name any big time free agent that's come down the pike 
since, let's say, 2010 that came visited the Lakers, Carmelo Anthony, when he was on top of his game, they would literally bring in, like, you remember they would have, now he's going to meet with the Lakers, you know, now he's going to meet with the Dallas Mavericks. He's flying in to meet with the Dallas Mavericks or whatever team it was. And with Carmelo, um, you know, they had uh, they had like Hollywood producers and we're going to get your name, you know, uh, in the in the big lights on on signs across Los Angeles. You can buy, you know, have a piece of uh, Paramount Studios, you know, your own production company, you know, all of those things. And and those were the lean years for the Lakers. And eventually the players were like, well, OK, what, what about the team? Like, who's, ah, who's the point the guard? Perks, you know what? You know what, Raiders? Also a little bit of free advertising here as well. Yeah. I'm not saying that you have to produce it, but just to entice a player. I'm not saying lie. Oh, okay. But. Sorry. But, yeah, you hey, don't want to lie. How about a piece of a casino? Boom. I'm not sure you could do that. Okay. I'm not sure you could do that, but there's some nice restaurants and things like that that you can. Uh, a that piece you could of do. something. A piece of something. A little taste. A little, yeah, a little percentage. A little, some points. Um, well, you know, it was funny real quick. Speaking about the free agent visits and everything like that, the day that I knew Kobe Bryant had kind of transitioned from Kobe Bryant to like veteran that's kind of down, you know, get, getting getting ready to wrap it all up. All right. So the Lakers are facing another free agency. Carmelo Anthony, LeBron James are free agents this year. A bunch of guys were, you know, uh, free agents. And in, in years past, you know, LeBron, or, or Kobe would make – you know, we need to get this guy. We need to do that. The, the pressure's on Mitch, you know, and 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 Jim Buss. They've got to do something about this roster. They got to get better. Like he would be Kobe, you know, putting pressure on the on the on the front office to get things done, get the kind of help that we need here to win another championship. So he's having his uh, summer camp in at the University of California, Santa Barbara, like he did every year. I drive up there to go talk to him to find out on the eve of free agency, how much pressure is Kobe Bryant going to put on the Lakers? We talk. He's like, you know, I mean, if we get him, we get him. Mitch is working his hardest. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's basically know. he said. He, he's like, you know, if we get him, we get him. If not, it's not the end of the world. I'm like, I told him, like, this is a totally different Kobe Bryant. He's like, ah, hey, you know, we'll give it a shot. Everybody's got to do what's best for them at the end of the day. <laughs> right, you know, exactly. cliche, like, cliche. That's not the Kobe that I know. Uh, but it, it it was a turn. And, like, he, he got more realistic. Like, look, first of all, I'm walking on crutches right now because I'm still dealing with the injuries. So who am I to say anything like that? And we ended up talking about going to Germany. And he was giving me his favorite uh, uh, cities in Germany to go visit. I still haven't done that. I'm hoping at some point the Raiders go to Germany so I could get I could uh, I could do it on somebody else's dime. But um, yeah, it was just a completely different Kobe at that point. I'm like, wow, he's completely changed. That was about a year or two uh, before he ended up retiring. So eh, if, we, if it works out, great. I, I'm, I'm like Kobe, like five six years ago, you were demanding to be traded if they didn't revamp the roster. Now you're saying, eh, you know, it's, you know, it's harder than you think. It's not as easy as you think just to throw money at people and have them come. You know, and so whatever happens, happens. I love that version of Kobe. I love all versions of Kobe. You're in the huddle. Brought to you by Tequila Embajador. Live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studios here in Las Vegas. Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM on the eve of the draft. It's a beautiful Wednesday, and it's beautiful in Las Vegas, and the draft is going to be epic. Interact with the show. Text Vinny at 69187 or tweet at him at Vinny Bonsignor. This is In the Huddle with Raiders beat writer Vinny Bonsignor on Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. 
It's NFL Christmas Eve. Draft is here tomorrow. It's 522 right now. 528 locally. By this time tomorrow, Damon Cotton. Or maybe a little bit a few minutes after, depending on what the what the how the production is turns out to be. But we're gonna know who the first pick in the draft is tomorrow. Right around this time. That's how close. That's how close we are to the start of the NFL draft. I've told this story many, many times. I know people might laugh at me. But back in the day when the draft was literally, it started at 12 noon Eastern time, which is 9 a.m. California time. I And it was on in the middle of the week or maybe on a Thursday. It started on a Thursday. could have been Friday morning. I don't remember the exact day that it started. But let's just say Friday morning at 9 a.m. California time. At this time of year, of course I should be in school, right? (laughs) In high school and middle school. But by the time I got to about the ninth grade, which back in the day was called junior high school, not um, freshman. Back in the day, I would just tell my mom and dad, look, man, I got to watch the NFL draft. And my dad was like, you know what? You could take the day off. You don't have to go to school. So uh, I I forever loved my dad uh, for allowing me to do that. And he was a huge New York Giants fan. So he would be calling from work asking who the Giants picked. And I would have my draft Bible by uh, uh, um, a guy by the name of uh, Buchbaum. His last name was Buchbaum. He's a guy that grew up in, in, in Brooklyn, New York. Joel Buchbaum grew up in Brooklyn, New York, and worked literally out of his basement and somehow, someway became this massive draft guru. He kind of started it all. What you see with the Mel Kuypers and Mel Kuyper, we'll talk about Joel, uh, to, you know, uh, he motivated him to do what he's doing. And all these draft analysts and draft experts, it's become basically a year-round deal. And it all culminates over the three days of the draft. And when I was a kid, I would stay home for that first and second round. And it was just a beautiful thing being able to, as we talked about, Devon, it's selling hope. That's what the NFL draft is all about. And the NBA draft is also fantastic. I love the NBA draft. I love the um, you know, uh, the, the draft lottery, which is going to be happening here fairly soon. The draft itself. I love the NBA draft, the major league baseball draft. Eh, you know, it's not something that I'm uh, all that interested. Uh, I'll tune in to see who the Mets took. My, that's my favorite team. But let me ask you this, Devon. Do you think we'll ever get to a point where, where they'll have a draft lottery for the NFL? Nah. Yeah, I don't think so either. Nah, I don't think so. I think that the NFL would be closer to abolishing the draft and just um they're never going to do that yeah then it makes way too much money yeah there's it's just too much of a tv um you know there's there's you could still you could still make a tv presentation out of it if teams were allocated money on where they're where they finish and then that's how you can select your players from the upcoming draft class i'm not following you see you're saying abolish the draft yes but how would what what would it be? It would just be a free for all. The money of- that you are allowed to spend on upcoming um, players that are eligible for the for the draft, as it used to be called, right? The teams who finish with the worst records gets the most money. Yeah, they would get. They would have the more. They would have yes, exactly the most money to spend. Right. Yeah, I mean, I could see it. Maybe and then that could still be a TV. That could still be an entertaining yeah. TV product. But I just don't. I mean, like, um, I, 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 as you're, that would be kind of cool uh, when you think about it. But but who would be like? Who would push for that? Like like everything is a give and take. So would it be players that wanted to do it that way, or would it be the the league? Because right now, right now, <laughs> they're 
I mean, the NFL makes all kind. Everyone makes all kinds of money off the draft, and there's so much. Um, there's such a volume of information and TV shows and you know online presence. Um, us here at Raider Nation Radio, the Review Journal, the Los Angeles Times, ESPN, NFL Network, all of these different various media outlets that are just getting so much content out of that. I'm not quite sure there would be. It's working, I guess, is what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? So are, are we going out? To well, the- yeah, we're, we'll get to the caller in a second. But I'm just saying, speaking for free enterprise, the uh, free market, as people love to um, believe in capitalism. Right. So I'm just saying that if the players were able to choose, maybe you could also I'm, – I'm not saying – It would they, have to yeah, be them. I can't see anybody the, else. Yeah, yeah. This would be a player perspective. And it actually and also, would be a college player perspective. Yes, be, and then and we, all, we and always not, hear – They don't have any union. Players don't want to go to this or it's, oh, they're forcing their way out of this market. Well, if you get to pick – or let's say if you're going to be Walker or Thibodeau where you can just say, hey, I'm probably going to be the number one pick, but I'll take less money signing initially to play in a market that I want to be in. We've seen that before, and it, it, it you know it takes a lot of confidence. This you have- is a very you know galaxy brain theory, but yeah. Yeah, I yeah. do think that in the long run you would have happier players, which are for the NFL, your workforce right. would be happier coming in than that way you don't have the – Ah uh, man, I kind of want. I've, I've outperformed my contract, and I kind of want to trade, even though I'm still in my rookie deal. Yeah, um, you, you you might have that. I I, I do think that um, you know all these kids have grown up just as we grew up with this NFL draft, and so it's sort of embedded in everybody's mind that this is how it is. And I and I think it's actually a good system because, like you said. Um, or, or what you alluded to, you're giving more money to the uh, teams that finished, finished, you know, uh, with a, with a lesser record to spend in this now free agency, uh, which is what it would be. It would be a, a free agent chase. Um, but from and from the players' perspective, maybe there's some guys that can, you know, that 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 would want to push for it. I don't, I don't, I don't see it. I think that there's there's something to be said about the way it plays out as it is and I think everybody dreams to be on that stage hugging the commissioner hearing their name uh, being called being part of uh, the festivities uh, you know over at the uh, at, at draft central uh, here in Las Vegas a bunch of the players were out there today you know doing some community work and meeting with the media there's it, it's it's it, this is part of the journey and I think it's a good part of the journey and I think it works just the way it is we're gonna go out to the uh, Realty one group listener line because Derek Carr's hair is on the line how you doing Derek Carr's hair hey I'm good Vinny how are you guys doing good doing good yeah, so I haven't called in in a while. Obviously, I've had a lot of stuff going on with the deal, and I'm having Paul Mitchell come out to my house out and take care of it. Aha, uh-huh, very yeah. good. If you're rolling like that, that's what you do. Anyway, hey, I uh, had a quick question. I just noticed something uh, that's, uh, I don't want to call it breaking news. It could be all screen, smoke screens and all that. But I read that uh, Evan Neal and uh, the other tackles from Minnesota have some red flags health-wise. Um, not saying that right, but uh, if one of them took a major tumble, uh, what are your thoughts on, uh, you know, Las Vegas rolling the dice and maybe getting a player like that in the third round? Uh, which Minnesota uh, tackle are we talking um, about? Oh, gosh, I can't. There's two, right? There's the Australian kid, and then there's the other guy. I think it's the other guy. I, I'm 
basing on his name. Daniel Falalei is the um, is the Australian IMG yeah. Academy uh, mammoth mammoth. And when I saw him at the scouting combine, I was like, holy cow! Six foot nine, three hundred eighty pounds. Now he's he's kind of project. Somebody asked me about him uh, when I when I did my mock draft. Uh, I don't think he's going to be there at eighty six. But you know, with with Daniel, I've seen so many different. Second round. I've also seen him in the third round. I've also seen him in the fourth round. So there's not quite the consensus there uh, with with Daniel, but he looks like he he definitely looks the part, and uh, he's he's just a great kid too. I was enjoyed spending time with him at the scouting combine. Um, but if he was there, yeah, that would be somebody that I would for sure be intrigued with. But um, I haven't heard the the latest that there's some injury concerns with uh, with with some of these guys. But I'll tell you this. Um, usually where there's smoke, there's fire. And this is where your team doctors become so, so important, so vital. Because basically what's going to happen is, especially with a guy like whoever you're talking about or whoever there might be that has some uh, medical red flags, you're going to put the x-rays and the medical history in front of your team doctor, and you're going to say, Doc, what do you think? And the doctor's going to say, well... Um, you might get three, four good years out of him, or you might. No, nah, I think I think it's going to hold up. I think this is a guy that's you know you can you can count on that knee or that back or that shoulder or whatever it is holding up for the next seven years or so. Um, so the dot, or they may say I wouldn't touch him with a ten foot pole. And um, he also mentioned Evan Neal, Evan Neal's camp, uh, the tackle out of Alabama. Yeah, they have already come out and said fake news. Okay, like they well, are denying this 100%. What was it? What what was the report? And I don't want to feed into anything that's uh that that's that's but of course they're going to say that. You know, uh and and <laughs> those types of things happen when teams that are drafting a little bit further down in the draft and want access to that player and feel there's no way that I'll be able to get to that player. But maybe if I start a rumor or two, he'll drop and drop right to us at number 11 or number 12 or whatever the case might be. I don't like that game this time of year. If you're going to come out with something, it better be um, credible. You know, you're, It's you're, not even saying a particular injury. It says um, his camp, um, Duke Mayweather, is saying fake news. Neil was not a medical recheck and was medically cleared at Combine. Dude hasn't missed a workout since the national championship. All right, so that's Evan Neal from the University of Alabama. It sounds like somebody's doing some dirtied work um, with Evan, and uh, you know, let's hope that uh, the truth prevails and Evan Neal uh, lands exactly where he's projected to go, and that none of this nonsense will affect his draft, um, you know, prospects uh, in any way uh, possible. So we are. Oh, do we have a? Uh, we may be going to. We may have to interrupt. The uh, our mock draft uh, because I think we have a caller on the Raider Nation or excuse me on the uh, Realty One Group listener line. Who do we got, Devon? Hey, Vernon, you're up. Hey, Vinny, what's going on, buddy? I'm good, Vernon. How you doing, my man? Ah, oh, man, I'm all right. Um, so you know, thinking about the draft, man, yeah. and stuff, and number eighty six. You know, um, I mean, obviously, if the best players available, obviously you take them. But I would entertain a draft uh, trade if we could. Uh, acquire more picks and stuff. You know, we got to, you know, build through the trenches, man, get the offensive line and that defensive line straight. But here's the name, uh, a guy from the Jets, Makai Beckton. What's his status, and do you think that's somebody that we could uh, possibly look to trade for? 
Makai Beckham, uh, Beckham, uh, the uh, Beckham, the big tackle from Louisville. I think he went to. Uh, I, I mean, unless something's changed, he seems fairly solidified. Um, you know, w- w- with the Jets. So yeah, I mean, that would be a guy that if he was there, available- reports that they're looking to shop him. Wow. I'm wondering what the uh, the asking price would be and why. <laughs> that that would be the other question. Yeah, he's only a second year. He would be going into his third year this season, but he only played one game this past season. But he's still a top ten pick. Yeah, exactly. He played because of injury, right? Yes. Yeah, that was the guy that um, uh, our guy, Clee Farrell, had a career game against him, and that's the guy he played with, I want to say, back in high school. <laughs> they went to went to either high school together or played against each other uh, in high school, so uh, came kind of from the same, same neighborhood uh, out in Virginia, Virginia Beach. So, yeah, but, I mean, a guy like that, you know, uh, you, you have to wonder and um, – you know, I, I like the Jets' leadership that's in place right now. If they're if if they see something uh, that that's giving them some disconcerting vibe, uh, like 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 uh, Devon just mentioned, this is a guy who was a high draft pick and was supposed to be a bookend tackle for them for years, and all of a sudden they may be looking to shop him. Um, that would be interesting. I don't know what it would take to go get him. You would think a player that was drafted as high as he was. Uh, would fetch something significant, uh, but you know if they're letting it out, if they're if they're if it's coming from their camp, then they're just letting the cat out of the bag. Like you know, they're already raising some red flags just by the um, you know the potential potential motivation to trade him. Uh, it's interesting as we take some of these calls, uh, Demond. Um, I'd say a week ago, two weeks ago. We were talking about the Raiders trading up in the draft. Got to back get into the second round. Got to try to get back into that first round. It's interesting. The closer that we get to the draft, how my more people seem to be of the interest. Let's get some extra picks. Let's um, you know you got five picks right now. We talked about that 2019 Seattle Seahawks draft where they went into it with four picks and they ended up with eleven picks. That's a lot of picks. Uh, to to go from one point to the other, I would imagine. I'm not saying that the Raiders are going to walk out of this draft with 11 new players. I just have a sneaky suspicion that they're going to get five to seven or eight. I'm thinking they, you know, but or it plays out beautifully for them and everybody that they want at every turn of this draft for them. Is, is right there for them, and they walk out with a beautiful, perfect draft that they don't have to go up or go down to achieve. But I think, I think five picks can turn out to be eight picks. We'll see what direction it goes. You're in the huddle live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio here in Las Vegas, Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM, in the huddle, brought to you by Tequila Embajador. Interact with the show. Text Vinny at 69187 or tweet at him at Vinny Bonsignor. This is In the Huddle with Raiders beat writer Vinny Bonsignor on Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. Wrapping up our mock draft here at Raider Nation Radio in the Huddle. Vinny Bonsignor brought to you by Tequila Embajador and my uh, shotgun co-host for today my producer Devon Cotton who's also putting the thinking cap on putting together his mock draft and I gotta say not a bad not a bad effort Devon Cotton I like the direction that your draft is going um I feel good about 
my mock draft, and we get to the seventh round where I have pick number 227. What do you got? Well, I've got something in the sixth round here. Oh, yeah. Okay, that's right. And, you know, I do think that um, with this mock draft that I have here, some of these players may not be available, but, hey, just a projection, so we never know. But with Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> yeah, in the sixth round. Malik I, Willis. Yeah, he'll be available in the sixth round. You just got to trust value? me. What value? I know some things. I've been talking to people. Okay. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, oh, don't out. Don't be uh, like who's who's the who's been uh, leaking all those tapes uh, for Kevin McCarthy, the the uh, the, the junior speaker of the house. Uh, somebody's throwing him under the bus, and rightfully so. I'm not oh, gonna get into I politics. know nothing about. But anyway, this. so don't don't be implicating yourself. Like I know some people. I've been saying. I've been hearing some things on the streets about certain players that are going to be there in the seventh round. But uh, all right, but I in digress. sixth round, pick two hundred four. I'm doubling up on the offensive line as this is my third pick for an offensive lineman. I've taken a tackle, taken a guard, and I'm going to take Zachary Thomas out of San Diego State. I like Zachary Thomas, and I think that he's got an NFL future. So uh, I like that pick. Man, how many offensive linemen? Um, Three. I've got Keelan Dyche out of Arizona State. Right. Took him in the third round. Jason Poe took him in the fifth. And now I'm taking Thomas here in the sixth. I've got two offensive linemen. Uh, Abraham Lucas, the big right tackle uh, from Washington State, uh, was taken in the third round with pick number uh, 86, and then at number 164 in the fifth round, I picked up Marquise Hayes, the guard from Oklahoma. So uh, I feel pretty good. I think Marquise Hayes, Marquise Hayes is a guard strictly, and so is, frankly, um, uh, Lucas is a tackle strictly. Um, so that kind of goes against sort of the Raiders' uh, belief or or want to bring in versatile offensive linemen, but I think that's okay because I think there's a bunch of versatile guys on the offensive line uh, as we speak. Starting with Andrew, uh, or excuse me, uh, Alex Leatherwood, who may play right tackle or maybe he'll play uh, right guard. So we'll see where with what direction that uh, takes. So uh, I, I went with two offensive linemen thus far in the draft. Um, where else are you picking, or do you go right to two twenty seven now? Oh, yeah, my next pick is at 227. All right, uh, that's where my pick currently stands in the seventh round, pick number 27. Look, uh, aside from uh, trying to address your special teams right now, bring in somebody in the seventh round that you feel like uh, gives you a chance or, or, or has a chance to get on the field early on special teams, which there's definitely players that will be available at pick number 227 that can that can get that start, help you immediately on, on special teams. But aside from that, uh, I think the Raiders are going to be looking for what you typically look for uh, at this point in the draft. Some high-end development prospects who can eventually emerge as a starter or a rotational player um, down the road. But immediately, hopefully, you know, you bring in somebody that can give you some snaps uh, and some help on special teams. All right, but more than that, high upside, some long-range development prospects uh, that uh, that could eventually pay off. I finally address linebacker uh, Demond Cotton. Uh, I went to Texas A&M College Station uh, to go pick up Aaron Hansford, linebacker from Texas A&M. Uh, he has upside as a prospect that, with the right fine tuning, could end up being an NFL starter. This is an impact player at six foot three, two hundred 
239 pounds. He's got sideline to sideline speed. You like that, especially at this point in the draft. He's a willing and effective tackler. Uh, There's some diagnostic and awareness wrinkles that need to be addressed. But again, as I've mentioned with some of the other higher end guys that need some fine tuning. And at this point in the draft, you you have to expect that the development part of it is going to be a huge component. Even with some of those flaws, more experience, getting some NFL-level coaching uh, can can all potentially fix uh, the flaws that he has in his game. So you're talking about a six foot three, two hundred and forty nine pound sideline to sideline uh, caliber speed at linebacker Aaron Hansford, linebacker from Texas A and M, with pick number two hundred and twenty seven. All right, Vinny, with me and my draft for the Las Vegas Raiders. Pick 227 for me is going to be Duran Bland at a Fresno State cornerback. Uh-oh. 6'2", 200 pounds. He's going to be welcomed with open arms to the team. Fresno State, obviously. In the house. Yeah, Fresno State getting one more player that's going to be a Raider if I have say so. And, Vinny, I did it on the PFF simulator here. Oh, okay. And guess what my grade was for this draft that I put together? A+. plus. A- is close enough. I am a draft Expert. Draft guru. Yes. So Dave Ziegler, I mean, if you are listening, an A minus from a simulator, I mean, pretty good. Might want to put me on payroll. That's all what I'm saying. would you be willing to do? Like at that uh, uh, entry level position, which is what I would be starting if I decided to change course in my career and go work for a front office, obviously it would be an entry level position. What would you be willing to do? I mean, you're going to be making coffee, donut runs. You're going to be cutting tape. Uh, you're going to be driving people to the airport. You're going to be scheduling uh, players to come in for their visits. You're going to be doing some traveling. You're going to be calling college coaches and setting up interviews. What are you willing to do tomorrow? All of that. Are you, would you be willing to do all of those? Things? I'm willing to do all of that, Vinny. But also, do I get to keep Keep my media career. Does my media career go bye bye? No. Okay. You're, you're done with that. You're, it's twenty four seven. Media career is going bye bye. Okay. Well, I've got one thing. I'm vain. How good can I make myself look to other people? What do I get to do on game days? What am I wearing on game days? Who am I close to on a daily basis? Wow, you're already making demands. I'm not making demands. I just want to know if I'm giving. You're going to be so behind the scenes. No one's going to know me? Nobody's going to know you. I, I always I tell the story. If I wanted to impress somebody at a bar, would they be impressed with what well, I do? If you just tell them that you're working for the NFL, for the Raiders or oh, whatever, give, yes, okay. of course Not you're going to. Not unlimited free swag, but give you're, me you're, a, you're, 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 You will have no trouble being a, being a popular man. Uh, in and you know, uh, out and about uh, when you go out and about uh, on on weekends. Just give me some good team swag, and I'm in. There you go. Yeah, you'll get the uh, you'll get the nice and all the grunt work. I'm doing shirts and all that kind of stuff, hats, all that kind of stuff. You're you're good with that. I always tell the story: the low level scout with the Rams who was cutting up tape and cutting up tape of a guy by the name of Aaron Donald at the University of Pittsburgh in three game segments, and he went to the general manager and the uh, uh, Brad Holmes uh, who ran uh, the, the the Rams college uh, scouting and said, "We got it. This is a guy that you have to see. Please take a look at him." And they knew about him, but when when he emphatically brought the information in the video to him, it really changed Back to the, future the direction. Style? Yes, exactly. You know that new player you've been looking for? That's how I'd be saying. That, th- there you go. You're Come like, on. hey, man, I'm just Come telling on, you, this, this dude right here is just tearing up the ACC, which he was. So, it, it, and, and everyone in the Rams organization credited him. 
uh, for that. It didn't stop them from moving on from his dad, who was a defensive line coach, but whatever. That's a whole other story. You're in the huddle. want to say thank you to the callers. Thanks for the input. Damon Cotton, thanks for playing along. Truly appreciate it. Great draft, by the way. Uh, tomorrow is the big day. We've got you covered here at Raider Nation Radio. Tune in. Uh, we've got you covered from rounds one to seven, starting tomorrow, 3 p.m. Thursday, as JT the Brick, Eric Allen, and Jason Fitz will provide the pre-draft show until 5 p.m., and the actual draft uh, unfolds on Friday. The pre-draft show starts with JT. Eric Allen and Q Myers at 2 p.m. leading into the draft at 4 p.m. with the post draft game post draft show immediately following the conclusion of day two. Wake up for Saturday morning with Q Myers and Eddie Pascal as they give you an 8 a.m. pre draft show leading up to the 9 a.m. start and then there's a post draft show immediately after the conclusion of day three. Tune in to Raider Nation Radio 9:20 a.m. We've got you covered. Gavel to gavel. I can't wait till tomorrow and this weekend. Check me out on Friday over at the TI Golden Circle. Sportsbook from 4 to 6 p.m. Good luck to everybody out there, especially the prospects. Enjoy it. Worked your life for. It's just the beginning. You've arrived, but you haven't gotten there. You have to work from that point on, but enjoy this moment.